Hey readers, welcome to Your Bookstore Besties. We're your hosts, Rachel and Becky, best friends who met while working at an indie bookstore. We love chatting about all things books, and we're so happy that you joined today. Hi guys, welcome back to the third episode of Your Bookstore Besties. Today we're going to be talking about genres. Genres. Uh, genres. Rachel, what are your three favorite genres? So I would say I know two very confidently, and the third one is kind of up in the air and okay, yeah, like, me too. changes with the wind. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> um, as I kind of talked about in the first episode, um, romance and mystery thriller suspense, those are all my my favorite, my babies, like that's what I read the most. So those are definitely my top two. As for the third one, I would say probably a different, uh, I don't know, like I love horror and every book I read that is kind of scary, I really like. Mm -hmm. But like horror also overlaps for me with sci-fi. Like I love sci-fi horror. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, But that's like too specific. But also some of my favorite books i've ever read were fantasy like either ya or adult Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i would say like i can't give you a third honestly (laughs) it's like your your children your who are your favorite children i can't no and like also i love historical fiction like some some historical fictions are like my favorite i've ever read but i i haven't read them in a long time so like i'm just gonna go romance and thrillers are my top two okay sure the third one is like you know I don't know. I can't say. It, it, it can move. It changes with the wind. I like yeah, that yeah. answer. I would say for me, um, it's actually interesting. Well, I, I said in the first episode, I love fantasy because um, I grew up reading that. So my dad read us. Um, anything with magic, I'm definitely like, hmm, piques my interest. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started working at the bookstore that I started reading romance, like ro- like contemporary romance. Um, and I think that's probably was like your influence, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think I had this misconception about romance, like what I thought it was. Like, you know, I grew up seeing my grandmother reading like Harlequin romances where they had like uh, covers Shirtless that were men. Like, yeah, exactly. Like half opened and ripped and, you know, Fabio. Yeah, exactly. And so like I had this idea that that was what romance was. And so I was like, ew, no, thank you. Not interested. Um, but then I started reading them, the contemporary romances, and I, they're really fun. And even though there are they are super tropey, which we will get into in a, in a few minutes, Um a lot of them are really creative, even though they're using some of the same tropes. So I would say I read a lot of romance these days, fantasy romance. And I was trying to decide if I wanted to say thriller or sci-fi. I haven't read much thriller this year, mm-hmm. um, but I have enjoyed them when I read them. Um, but I do gravitate towards sci-fi. I, I'm i not reading as much sci-fi as I used to, but I definitely like take notice when I see a sci-fi book. That's the thing, like, some of these genres I don't read a lot in right now, but, like, some of my favorite books of all time are in that genre. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't know, that makes it hard, but... Yeah, yeah. and I I did want to do a little, um, like, I used to read almost exclusively young adult um, in these genres, so I'd be, Mm -hmm. like, young adult sci-fi or young adult fantasy. Me too. I'm a lot more selective these days, just because... I don't know. I'm in my mid thirties and I'm like, how many books can you read about a 16 year old saving the world? Um, but I definitely still do read some young adult fantasy in particular, which are really, really fun. Me too. But I am very selective. I I agree with you there. Uh, so let's talk about romance because we both love, love romance. Yes. Yes. Um, I would say of the hundred books I've read this year, probably half of them or, or more are romance. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
let's start with like the basics. What are your favorite romance books and who are your favorite romance authors? Yeah, I'm I actually, I'm actually pulling up my Goodreads right now. <laughs> I um, always have myself. my Goodreads open because I my brain is so small I cannot remember. You ask me my favorite romance like on the street and I'll be like, oh, uh, I don't know. Do I even read romance? <laughs> I yeah. can't think. Um, I actually most recently read on my drive down to Georgia. I uh, audio listened to the Kiss Quoten by Helen. Is it Huang? Yeah, yeah. I re- I liked that way more than I thought. I like I gave it four stars. It was it was about a woman who is neurodivergent. She's autistic and she's never been in a relationship. Um, and so she hires an escort to help her get over that so that she can start dating. Um, and it was like way more deep than I was expecting, which I really enjoyed. And I just really enjoyed a type of character that you don't. Um, get to see very often a neurodivergent character Um, Mm -hmm. so that one I really enjoy that one's fresh in my mind so I really enjoyed that one okay I'm absolutely shocked because did I ever recommend that book to you Um, that was one of my first staff picks ever at the store I don't maybe maybe you did (laughs) I really want to read the second one it's on my um in my library my Libby app waiting for that one to be I have such fond memories and it's it's very seamy too like you would not know it but like uh by the cover but it is very steamy as well and but also sweet and heartwarming the yeah. second one is the bride test which i also love um no spoilers and, i haven't read it yet no i won't and the third one is the heart principle which is definitely her most uh heart-wrenching of the three mm-hmm. um that was actually the first book that i reviewed on edelweiss and then the publisher sent me a finished copy Oh yeah, with a with a little pack of stickers and a little note, and I, I still like, I still have the book. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a place of honor on my shelf. But I, I, I love Helen Huang. Kiss Quotient is a great first pick. Yeah, I would say I talked about this briefly. One of my favorite romances of the past couple of years is Book Lovers. Yeah, I was gonna say Emily Henry. Yeah, is great. If you haven't read Good Romance. Yeah, I mean, you can't avoid Emily Henry. She has not left the best-selling, uh, the New York Times bestsellers at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, small town. It's like Hallmark with some spice. Um, the two characters uh, kind of don't like each other, which is like what I Emily's always love. Us. Yes, we'll talk about tropes, but yeah. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. But I also mentioned Secretly Yours, which is coming out, which is a big contender as well i really loved that one too so those are kind of my two go-to i mean obviously the one i can't recommend because it's not out yet but those are my two go-to recommendations um as of right now and although i can't recommend or i can't say emily henry is one of my favorite romance authors because i've only read that one book Mm -hmm. um i think at this point i can say tessa bailey's up there because yeah i was gonna say her next two (laughs) yeah um really loved those and honestly i'm gonna throw a little curveball you might not seem coming but i also really love historical romance Mm -hmm. um and so like tessa dare lisa Mm clapis like those are also two of my favorites obviously julia quinn is you know a a lot of people read her right now because of bridgerton right um Honestly, Bridgerton was not my favorite series as far as historical romance goes, but I love Tessa Dare and I love Lisa Claypus. They are such good writers and they've been around a long time. So they're very, you know, they got a good standing too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
I would say as far as my favorites, that's what I, I would say. And then let's talk about tropes because I have I have lots of thoughts, uh, but I'll let you go first. Right. I mean, I feel like you can't talk about romance without talking about these tropes. Uh, obviously, if you follow me at all on Instagram, at Bex Bakes Books, <laughs> you'll see I talk a lot about <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. Like I read so many retellings of Pride and Prejudice because I think I really, really love the enemies to lover trope like so much. And I don't know if that's because... I grew up watching Anne of Green Gables and just like to me that embedded like what romance should be <laughs> the sort of enemies to lovers. Um, but I I basically gravitate towards that trope the most and things that uh, I've noticed in a lot of these popular like rom-com books that, that, you know, that we've mentioned is that they are tropey, but they they sometimes get pretty serious about some of the stuff they talk about, which is really interesting. It's not what I expected when I first started reading romance. So yeah, so Enemies of Lovers is my favorite trope, but there's also other tropes. What do you think about, here's a controversial one. What do you think about love triangles? I mean, I am very for love triangles. You're pro, you're pro love triangle. <laughs> yes, because I think it gives it gives the um, the book some sort of like – interest you know like there's always something going on besides the plot in the background there's always that dynamic so I don't mind it and honestly I would say there's very few tropes I will not read mm. um you're and a lot more forgiving reader than I am <laughs> I am I am um I, I will say the thing so uh, tropes gets tossed around a lot right like mm -hmm. oh that book it was full of tropes this and that there's a difference for me between this book has a lot of tropes and this book is unoriginal. Mm. So just because a book has tropes like the, the grumpy sunshine yeah, or yeah. the enemies to lovers, which are two I really like, um, doesn't mean that this book can't be unique or mm -hmm. can't be exactly. original. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there's are, there are some books out there that, you know, fall into, it reads like the same book, but just in a different font, you know? Yeah, there are definitely some like that for sure. But but that doesn't mean they're all like that. And I honestly really like tropes because I kind of like knowing what I'm going in to read before I read it because mm -hmm. it helps direct, you know, what books I pick next. You know, if I go in knowing it's a, a typical grumpy sunshine, okay, fine. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm down for that. And I think there's a certain comfort level in tropes. Um, and again, tropes does not mean like tropes does not necessarily mean it's cheesy right, right? Mm -hmm. because there's a big difference between it's cheesy and the way it's presented is kind of like cringy to me mm -hmm. than than having tropes and so i i am pro trope i am pro trope, -trope. Yeah, yeah i don't have a problem with tropes no problem at all so so what are your favorites then i said mine is enemies to lovers yeah. i i know that's something that we share but maybe not as intensely <laughs> um i love the one bed trope <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. good. I mean, usually that is a part of enemies to lovers. Well, like, explain explain what that is if people. Don't so know. okay, so it's usually like these two characters are forced to, I don't know, go to a hotel room and there's only one bed. And there's no other way that they could sleep. All the hotel rooms are booked in the exactly. city and there's no other room. Like there's no other way this will work. And and the guy always says, "Oh, I'll sleep on the floor." Yes. And, and then she and feels the main bad about it. Yeah, yeah. It always goes the same way, but it the does. way that it's approached is like different. But yeah. again, it's like 
it's like you go to an action movie expecting like the car chases and the explosions. Mm-hmm. I read romance because I expect certain tropes. It's mm-hmm. just like and if I want to read a completely original one, I will. But like those are the ones I devour because I'm like, ooh, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. And it makes yeah. me excited. So pro trope. Pro trope, yeah. I'll, I'll make stickers. I love it. That's great. Um, trying to think. What are I like Grumpy Sunshine is a great one. Yeah. Um, I like the force proximity one where they have to be with each other for the circumstance they're of that like particular roommates book. or something or they're stuck on a ship together or i don't know <laughs> stuck on a ship i don't know ships are huge you you can avoid each other on a ship it has to be like they're on a canoe not in this book not in this book <laughs> okay okay um what are some other tropes i'm like brain farting now that we're talking about it <laughs> i mean i I know them, but like to me, enemies to lovers is the superior trope. Of course, yes. Oh, like, then there's there's like friendship to lovers. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's second chance fine. romance. Second chance, yeah. Yep. There's um friends to lovers, which is so boring. I think like, it's boring too. That's how naturally it happens. Yeah, I'm bored. Happens. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I would rather he killed her entire family right. and then they somehow fall in love. I right. I don't read romance for the realism exactly okay don't judge me we're not judging here it's a judgment-free zone um but yeah i mean just tropes in general i i think they're great so let's move on yes um so any misconceptions about romance so you kind of talked briefly about you thought all romance was harlequin so let's talk about that yeah i just assumed that they were all super pornographic and they were all set in the 1800s that's what i thought (laughs) romance was (laughs) you have to check those two boxes before you are published under romance exactly exactly yeah did you have any misconceptions yourself i mean yes i kind of thought all romance was like the ones my mom used to read which was like um you know that book something borrowed Yes, yes so i have a vivid memory of when i was like maybe 12 years old and I was in my mom's room and she was getting ready and I saw this book on her bookshelf and I was like, oh, this looks really interesting. Uh, can I read it? And my mom was like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so now I was like, well, what was wrong with it? Now looking back, I know that this is probably, a, you know, has sexual content in it. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been appropriate for a 12 year old. That's fair. But like, I thought all romance had to be the Emily Giffins, you know, just very like, I don't know dated is a word mm-hmm. a word I would describe because that one came out in 2004 so I thought like I never thought romance would like be modern you know right yeah yeah I always thought that it would be something of the past maybe not the 1800s but like I always thought of it as like like sleepless in Seattle or something like yeah those kind of 2000s era like a little cheesy a little you know chick lit if you want to use that although i don't like that designation i know you have a, you have a rant about that <laughs> yeah it's just like chick lit is anything that chicks read you know and it's usually a way to like um disparage that when yes they say and, and that goes into misconceptions which is that romance is only for women girls mm-hmm. you know that it's not for anyone else um and that it's either super chaste or super like x-rated yeah yeah and there is stuff in between. And, you know, there's also you have to talk about TikTok when you talk about misconceptions, because 
because of TikTok, a lot of younger girls are are reading romance primarily. Yeah. And you have to think about, you know, the impact and, you know, I'm just glad people are reading in general, but like they'll read anything that's popular and is that good for them? Is it not like are some of the relationships in cough, the books cough, that are popular? Colleen Hoover, cough, cough. Yeah, like dancing around the Colleen Hoover thing, but she's so massively popular and a lot of her books have like a dark edge. So like I kind of worry about like a 15 year old reading that. But Did you, do you ever yeah. stop teenagers or say anything to teenagers when they're buying these books? honestly no because i know if they don't buy it here they're gonna buy it somewhere else yeah and obviously as an indie we we you know struggle against amazon like Mm -hmm. we've talked about so and it's also not my place i have never said to someone don't buy a book right right i can think recently because it was a woman who was talking about buying a book for her daughter who loves fantasy and she never specified how old she was so i didn't ask but then we were talking about the poppy war and mm-hmm. have you read the poppy oh, war oh yeah i, I think love you the poppy have. war yeah mm-hmm. the poppy war has uh, has a chapter where like basically this whole village is decimated by war and it's, it's pretty graphic. It's, it's graphic and it was shocking. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I said, just so you're aware, I don't know the maturity level of your daughter or how old she is, but there is a book that's pretty graphic or there is a scene that's pretty graphic in this book. And she said, oh, well, is it sex? Is it violence? I said it was a violent scene. Um, there's no sexual content that really is alarming, but uh, the the violence was was a little bit. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, thank you for letting me know. I'll make sure to like, you know, let her know going in so she's not surprised. And that was just a very healthy conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I never, you know tell people yeah not to buy a book um unless it's like completely like if a 12 year old's trying to buy 50 shades of gray i will say something yeah yeah uh but teenagers they're gonna do whatever they want to do anyway so right that's fair do you want to go on to talking about fantasy or keep talking about romance yeah, we could talk about fantasy. Why don't you start? Because okay. you love fantasy. I love fantasy. Um, like I mentioned before, I um, primarily read a lot of young adult fantasy up until like, I want to say two years ago. Like primarily that's what I was reading. So a lot of times they were pretty chaste or they were fade to black sex scenes or there was no sex at all, but just like kissing in it. Um but which now, now, now that I'm reading adult, now you love um, the romanticy, as you said. I do, I do like romanticy, uh, which is generally a rom- I usually categorize romanticy as adult uh, fantasy mm-hmm. slash romance, and you know the romance is a big part of that fantasy novel. So I, I like a lot of those. Um, but then there are, you know, fantasy can be broken up into like high fantasy, where you know that's your Lord of the Rings, that's your orcs, you know, that kind of thing. That's your elves. I automatically um, think like complicated when I hear that. Right, like, like like epic world building. Your family, your family tree or wreath, if you're Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. is complicated. Exactly. It's, I'm gonna need a notepad, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and you know that can be hard uh, with world building to kind of get you to the story. Um, so know that going into something like you know reading a high fantasy, if you've never read high fantasy before, and then you have I've been reading a lot of like urban, yeah, romantic like urban. fantasy. So I've read like quite a few like books that are set in our world 
Um, but there is just like witches or there's a warlock, but it's like in New York City, that kind of thing. I've read quite a few of those. Those are really fun. They're really accessible, I think, if you just want like a little bit of romance or sorry, if you want just a little bit of fantasy and like a very recognizable world. Um, yeah. Those are always really fun to read. Have you read that newest one? Um, this has been a pretty popular one at the store, but it was after you left. The Very Irregular Society of Witches. No, that's on my two TBR, my yeah. to be read list. <laughs> um, I saw really that cute. and I was like, I think you would like that. I probably would. It looks really cute. So my relationship with fantasy definitely starts in the YA uh, range because, you know, I read Twilight. Um mm-hmm which I would say is fantasy or fantastical in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twilight's almost like an urban fantasy, right? Like it's very much like if YA did urban fantasy, it would be Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nowadays I honestly don't read a lot. However, some of my favorite books I've read are, you know, adult fantasy. So we have to talk about Sarah J. Moss. Of course. Um, a Court of Thorns and Roses is one of my favorite series of all time. It's just a very comforting read to me. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is it, um, you know, fun? Absolutely. And there's a stigma that not everything that you like, it, like everything you like has to be good. It has to be analytically yeah. perfect, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, I just, I read for fun. I, I read to enjoy stuff. Um you know she gets you know a bad rap because you know people are like it's it's not well written i'm like honestly i don't really care as long as it's fun um so that's one of my favorite series of all time she's one of my favorite writers um i will say rf kwong you know popular we were just talking about love love her stuff um but other than that i haven't read a lot recently and it's because usually the fantasy i'm interested in is very long series or very big books yeah and for me working at a bookstore part of my job is to write you know reviews and you know always know kind of the new stuff and be familiar with stuff uh so do I have the time to read The Priory of the Orange Tree, which I've heard is an amazing, amazing book, but it's like 800 pages or so. It's and, a big one. <laughs> and like part of my, you know, uh, bookstore brain is like, will I be I able can. to sell yeah. this book? It's like huge and it's expensive and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think I haven't read a lot of pure fantasy because of that now i have i do read romanticy like you like you do mm-hmm. um i really like um amanda boucher's series that recently got the reprint yep. if you remember i picked i was that just thinking for, about that yeah um it's called a promise of fire and it's a they just got a brand new cover refresh which which looks great and i would definitely say fans of sarah j moss would enjoy this book it's an enemies to lovers of course kind of set in like a greek kind of context yeah there's gods gods, um what's it called when people are in charge kings and queens (laughs) i I could remember there's royalty (laughs) royalty and castles listen come on it's been a long day it's been a long day but like uh, i really like that one um so i'm definitely looking to read more fantasy it just like for me, at this point right now, it has to be a little bit bite-sized. And if it's not, it has to be, like, compulsively readable. And yeah. it can't be super complex. Yeah. Because after working a long shift, I just kind of want to come home and turn my brain off and and read. 
Um, so that's my relationship with fantasy. But yeah, I just wanted to mention before we went on to the the new genres that I've really been into a lot of um, how would I phrase this like non European fantasy. I find really refreshing. Yeah, like one of my favorite series of all time is City of Brass. I was gonna say I know Ethel- you love that yeah, one, Chakraborty, and it's basically set in the 1700s. Starts off in Egypt, um, and it's a fantasy series set in that time period, but based on kind of a lore that I don't really know much about, um, at least going into it. And so it was really fascinating to, to read a fantasy that I really didn't know. I don't know the tropes for, for you know, for uh, fantasy middle, that is Middle Eastern. Um, yeah. So I love that series a lot. I've been reading a lot of um, like Asian inspired fantasy. Like I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I just finished Goddess of uh, Daughter of the Moon Goddess. I really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, I read, I'm looking at my... I, you know, as soon as I read a book, I don't Have you read The Wrath and the Dawn? Yeah, that's a really good one. That one's based kind of in um, Middle Eastern. Um, yeah, it's a, telling, a retelling of it's like a, thousand uh, a Thousand and One, and one Nights. Yeah, that one's really good. I just finished Spin the Dawn, which is kind okay. of like Mulan meets Project Runway. It was great. She basically has to dress like a man. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, I'm looking at my, my past reads here. Um, I read Iron Widow, which is based in Chinese lore that one's um young adult but didn't really feel like young adult mm-hmm. that was really really fun um so yeah i'm very attracted to the non-european fantasies just because it's it's so different and as I, you should be refreshing yeah yeah honestly yeah. as we all should be <laughs> yeah exactly let's talk about thrillers yay thrillers okay so i i haven't been reading a lot of thrillers like before 2020 I think I think after 2020 is when I really really started reading thrillers and that's because growing up you know misconceptions I thought all mysteries had to be the detective mysteries so like the JD Robs or you know my mom read Mary Higgins Clark growing up so I thought that was what mystery was I didn't realize that it there was this whole other world of like very dark gritty like yeah. thrillers like murder you know people like getting their heads chopped off i don't know Ooh. like i like the dark stuff i don't like the oh well there's this cat that went missing and let's like okay but I'm, those are fun <laughs> i'm not a cozy mysteries person to oh be- really i didn't know that about you i mean well here's the thing about misconceptions okay. i don't feel like i would be mm-hmm. however i do own a book and becky knows the name of this book <laughs> it's murder at the lobster shack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's a book that someone sent to our store and i was like i need to have this <laughs> so i do own that one but it's just misconception like i don't know if cozy mystery would be for me I have never tried it, but I'm open to the possibility. But I usually like my thrillers with a, a heaping helping of murder Ooh. and, um, you know, maybe some paranormal. Mm-hmm. I do like that as well. Um, so, yeah, like I said last episode, I think it was my favorite thriller writer is Ruth Ware. Um, she does a little bit of everything uh her stuff usually has a twist sometimes i can see it coming most of the time (laughs) i cannot um my favorite one i have a top three i would say okay i love turn of the key 
um, which I recommend at the store all the time. It's about this nanny who gets a job, I believe in the Scottish Highlands, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, at this like smart home with like these, this rich couple and they have three kids and um, it, the book starts with her, the nanny in prison because one of the kids dies. Um, I think I've told you about that. You did tell me about it. Yeah. I actually got it from the, I think I said a couple episodes that I went to a a library book sale and I grabbed that one because I remember Ooh. you recommended it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I have it. Yeah. That one is one of my favorites. Um, I also love The Death of Mrs. Westaway, which That's I'm actually, yeah, I'm picking for um, Christmas this year. Ooh. Um, so that one I also love. So Ruth Ware can do no wrong. Again, <laughs> hit me with your car. Other than that, um, Lucy Foley is, is mm-hmm. one that comes to mind. Uh, the Guest List and The Hunting Party I both read. Um, now there's some authors that I really think I would love, but have not stepped my foot into yet. One of them is Karen Slaughter, who I know is very dark. Oh, she's really popular. Yeah. Um, so her book specifically, I think it's called Pretty Girls, um, is sounds very dark and twisted. And I'm kind of very excited to read mm-hmm, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So tell me how you like your mystery suspense thrillers. Um, I don't like books where kids die <laughs> so I think I was asking you like when we were working together and you were like okay you can't read that one um yeah but I I don't like mysteries where I'm telling you all the things I don't like <laughs> um <laughs> I don't like mysteries where the it, it's supernatural because I feel like that's a cop-out like I want the mysterious I want it to be a person like I read a book uh, I'm trying to look at my goodreads to see the name of it um so that's where we differ because I I don't mind the supernatural. Yeah. There are there are some books that I would say edge on paranormal supernatural but never fully go there. I really enjoy those books. But um some of the books I like that are supernatural, I can't say which ones they are because it would be considered a spoiler. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I won't I won't say the name of the book, but I read a book and I was like is it ghosts? Is it not ghosts? And it ended up being ghosts. And I was like, that's such a cop out. Like, let it be the person who like masterminded this whole thing. Um, But I haven't read as much thriller, as many thrillers as you have. I think I I read four or five this year and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying this, you know, new new to me genre. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to guess. I love trying to guess ahead and trying to figure out you know what's actually happening i very do you usually get, get i was gonna say i i don't know if you usually would get it because i'm usually like in the right vein like in the right direction but like off a little bit off a little bit yeah okay so let's talk about what's a book trope that you want to see happen or what's the type of book that you haven't read that you're interested in, in reading and i would say for me um i'm interested in exploring more romance with more diversity like I want to read more romances with fat characters and I want to read more romance where interracial couples you know as somebody who has a black husband I can never find books where there's a white woman and a you know black love interest um you know I can never find that I've looked so many times so I want to read more of those types of books I want them to be written maybe that means I have to write them I don't know I'd rather not (laughs) what about you what do you want to read more of I mean, I I also feel the same way. So my fiance is also black. So I don't see a lot of especially plus size white woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, black man uh, interracial romance. I like rarely see that. Um, but I agree with you. I would like to see more of that. Honestly, I just want people to write more enemies to lovers at all Ooh, times. Yes. I, I know it's been written, yes. but I don't care. I want there to be a, a dearth of enemies to lovers like 
uh, romances. Like it's it's hard to get to um, true enemies to lovers in in uh, like rom-coms because it's always very like oh well he's my mean professor and i'm this <laughs> it, like it, i'm thinking about the love hypothesis like oh he's so okay, i do love that but <laughs> yes i know but he's not actually like evil and, you and, know and, yeah 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 dude okay that's a so. great point that i wanted to bring up is that i feel like people are very quick to say enemies to lovers when it's not necessarily an enemies to lovers yeah, exactly. When they're just like, oh, he like we're acquaintances. <laughs> he was mean to me one time. Yeah. Um, I also get I get really annoyed in uh, romance when characters are instantly attracted to each other, even okay. though they're enemies Insta-love. to lovers. Insta love, but it's also enemies to lovers. So they're like, he's the rival guy, but he's so attractive. I'm like, no, if you are true enemies, you are not going to find them attractive. So I want to read more books where they're disgusted by each other. <laughs> See, that's where we differ because like, I'm okay with that. Personally, like I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I, I don't mind when it's like, he murdered my family yeah, right, but his six pack you know i <laughs> i honestly don't care i'm just like i'm kind of down for whatever uh is like how i see enemies to lovers like yeah. any font i i will i will accept um but are there any tropes that you will not read or like anything because i have one specifically mm, yes yes Okay, what, what's yours? I will never read a billionaire lover story. Oh, yeah, you hate that. I hate it. I think billionaires are immoral. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I remember I was reading that one book, and I forget what it's called, but I told you – so mine for me is I don't do cheating, and oh, I don't yeah. – Oh, yeah. I don't do cheating, and I don't do, like, surprise pregnancy – uh, okay, I, yeah. I just can't read those two things. And so I remember I was reading a book and it was a billionaire romance no. where she they both cheated on each other no. and she gets accidentally. Pre- I was like, this is the worst book I've ever read. I didn't even know. And like none of those things I knew going into it. So I felt bad. Yeah, I felt bad rating it low because it was fine, but it just wasn't not for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And so. You know, I I try to be pretty, you know, in the middle with my ratings uh, because, you know, these are authors. They have a livelihood. Uh, Unless a book is truly harmful, I don't want to rate it that terribly. Um, So I usually will give it like a two star at minimum unless a book really like offended me. (laughs) Yeah. We should do an episode about ratings because I think that would be really interesting to hear. Absolutely. I think Um, we should too. Uh, but we are coming to a close now. Is there anything you want to uh, add on this episode about genres? I mean, honestly, it's okay to read in your comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. You know, That's like good point. you don't always have to go for books that you don't know that you would like. It's okay to to just read what you know you will like and mm-hmm. you know your taste better than anyone and read whatever you want. Exactly. Read whatever you want. Just keep reading. <laughs> just keep reading. All right. Well, I think that wraps up episode three. I hope you guys enjoyed and please follow us for more. We should be back uh, with some interesting topics in the coming weeks. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at your bookstore besties. Please like share and subscribe so more people can listen. Have a beautifully bookish day.